friends. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. Hey, friends. Great to have you back with us. We are here in a revolution podcast, and I've got a special guest with me today, AJ. And uh, my dear friend here, he is... Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about him. He's a he's a dad. He's got an amazing child named Riley. He's a husband, of course, of course, and he's from South Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, faithful brother in the church. He teaches Sunday school. He's a mental health counselor, um, but just a real friend. And I, I was joking with him the other day, and we were talking about ballerinas and boxers and what are the differences and what are the similarities and um, I'm kind of a fun topic today hope you're having a great day and this by the grace of God will enrich your day about being a ballerina dancing around the issues or are we a boxer and we're striking the target and we're living in our training and uh, but I Hey, listen, just great to have you today, AJ. Fire away. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Pastor Jason. You're awesome. Uh, been a long-term mentor of mine. Thank you for the awesome introduction. All right, so... <laughs> you have to pay me later for that. Okay? Yeah. All right, so ballerinas and boxers. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on the topic of ballerinas and boxers, and I looked at a lot of the similarities, uh, both the physical... Uh, characteristics and even the internal characteristics that boxers and ballerinas possess. Okay, so I like to talk about one. The first characteristic I like to address is patience. One of my favorite fights of all time was Thriller Manila between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. So this fight took place October 1st, 1975. And Muhammad Ali was underdog. Um, all odds were against him. George Foreman was favored because he was bigger in stature, uh, you know, and, but Muhammad Ali had a plan. So George Foreman pummeled on him for quite some time. And people were wondering, like, why wasn't Muhammad Ali fighting back? You know, he was just, he's so good at dancing around and, you know, and just backing up, backing himself against the ropes and so forth. So people were wondering, why isn't he fighting back? Um, but then I realized that Muhammad Ali is a very, very, you know, patient fighter. You know, he, he looks for the right time to strike. He looks for the target and so forth. Um, so he's, he's very patient. And that brings me to the scripture that I wanted to mention, uh, Exodus chapter 14. It talks about uh, how the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And this particular scripture, just a brief synopsis, uh, the children of Israel were on a run from the Egyptians and they were outnumbered. The Egyptians had about maybe six chariots, thousands of, of mighty warriors going after them. And they were just, just, just running on a run and they were pretty much scared. And they were frightened, frightened and they didn't know which way to go. So, you know, they had no other choice. Their back was against the wall. So they had no other choice but to be patient and, and wait on God, wait on God, for, on God for God's deliverance. You know, and sometimes God puts us, he backs us up against the wall, you know, and we have no choice but to be patient and wait wait on the lord you know the scripture says wait on the lord be of a good courage and shall strengthen your heart so we have to wait on the lord so being patient is um is a good skill that you know ballerinas should possess 
boxers should possess, you know, just being patient, just waiting for the right time. So Muhammad Ali had to wait for that particular right time to strike, you know, uh, even though George Foreman was swinging and throwing all types of big, you know, punches and lunges at him, Muhammad Ali had to pretty much uh, back up, back up against the rope, and he had to look for the right time to strike, you know, so, and, and, and the Bible talks about being patient, waiting on God, you know, and patience, you possess your soul. So different scriptures on, on patience. So he had to wait for the right particular time to strike. So it's nothing wrong with being wait with waiting and being patient on God and, and just waiting for that right particular time. And it's being observant. You know, sometimes we have to observe our enemy. You know, the enemy, uh, he comes in all types of ways, shapes and forms. And we have to sit and we have to be observant. You know, sometimes you just you just need to sit there and be quiet and just patient. And, and just just observe what's going on around you and just you know read your word read your word and just observe just listen to God so being patient uh the second trait I noticed that uh that ballerinas and boxers possess is balance you know uh you to be a good fighter you have to have balance to be a good ballerina you have to have balance you know, when I look at ballerinas and how they even gymnasts, when they run and they do the flips and they, and they uh, land on the beams, you know, they have to balance themselves. You know, just your, your body weight and your, and your leverage, just leveraging your body to a good weight on that beam so you won't fall. Even as a boxer, you have to pretty much um, uh, leverage your feet. You know, you have to be in that good stance, you know, so you won't fall. Because if you're not leveraging, you're not in good balance then you make yourself susceptible to the enemy striking you and hitting you and even susceptible to falling over, you know? So being, being, uh, balanced is very essential, you know, and even in our Christian walk, um, this is a good analogy about the dogs. I heard a pastor mention about, uh, the dog, you had two dogs fighting and one dog, uh, eats and he's eating a lot, you know, and he's feeding himself. And then you have the other dog who doesn't eat at all. And he's just famished. And who will win the fight? The dog that eats. So basically, so to make a long story short, the Christian that feeds himself the word of God is a Christian that um, will win the battle, you know, against the enemy. You're just feeding yourself, being patient, waiting on the Lord, feeding yourself the word of God so you can stand in that fight against the enemy. Another trait is discipline. Um, one of the greatest fighters of this time, Floyd Mayweather, is very disciplined. Some people say he runs five miles a day. You know, he does he does a lot of constant weight training. You know, running. You know, uh, you know he's very disciplined at his because he takes it serious. So if you're disciplined at what you do, that means you take it serious. You know, I want to be disciplined in my word. I want to read the word of God. I want to be disciplined in prayer. I want to be disciplined in fellowship. You know, because it's, we have to take this this. We're in warfare against the enemy, even in these times right now, you know, with COVID and so forth and what's going on all around us. We need to be disciplined because if we're not disciplined, we, we can take our focus off you know, of the Lord and put our focus on other things, which will cause us to plummet. So Floyd Mayweather, he's very, very disciplined. Uh, ballerinas, um, one of the greatest ballerinas, uh, I think Misty Copeland, you know, they're very disciplined in what they do. Uh, they're disciplined on the beams with their stretching, their flexibility. Uh, they learn how to stretch their legs, you know, how to, you know, to arch their toes, stand on their, stand on their toes. You know, they're very flexible. They're very disciplined. So they can be great at what they do. Great at what they do. 
So um, applying that to our Christian walk, we want to be you know, disciplined in, in our spirits. Um, the scripture that comes to mind is uh, the scripture I believe you told me, Pastor Jason, is uh, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who is uh, was it slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who controls his spirit yes he who controls his spirit is better than he that ruleth the city and that uh, makes me think about my father-in-law god bless him he's a person who's very disciplined in his in his spirit you now even though it may have people around him or even you know some, sometimes, you know, my mother-in-law may say things, you know, or different people may say things that make him upset. But you never see him act out because he's disciplined, you know, and he's quiet in the spirit. And, and that's something that's learned, you know, and then that's something that takes time. It takes patience, you know, and it takes you no know, perseverance in reading your word, dis discipline, you know. It's being disciplined in your spirit so you won't be reactive. Because a lot of times, you know, we can become reactive. Some, someone says something to us and we become reactive. You know, and instead of being proactive in a word, we become reactive, you know, and we act out, you know, and going back to Muhammad Ali or Floyd Mayweather, when they're in the ring, when they're being pummeled and their enemies coming against them, if they become reactive and they're not sticking to their game plan, you know, they act out and they throw themselves off course, you know, so being disciplined in the word of God, being disciplined in our walk um, will cause us not to be reactive, you know, but we're actually exercising proactivity to be, you know, effective, you know, Christians, uh, being proactive. Um, another one is uh, perseverance. Uh, we, we, sh we should be, uh, we should stay on a race, you know, that brings me to the scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 7. So let's look at that. 2 Timothy Four, chapter seven. Second Timothy four seven. I'm going to read. Okay, yes, it says, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." So we want to persevere. So think about, um, it brings me to another fight, actually, um, George Foreman versus Michael Moore. Um, he was very patient. He had a game plan, and uh, it seems like George Foreman was going to lose this fight. So he waited to, you know, it, it was the 10th round when he actually threw one jab and knocked out Michael Moore. And it was just one one particular hit. And at the end, when he was getting, when he was, you know, during his interview, he said that I was waiting for the right particular time to strike. So I was waiting for the right time to throw that jab. I knew what I was doing. So he said he stuck he stuck to his game plan. He waited for that one particular time. So there's nothing wrong with, with, with waiting on God and you know, and waiting for that right particular time. So he so keeping the faith, you know, and running the race and staying on course. Um, it also brings me back to. Janet Collins, who was actually one of the, who was actually the pioneer of black ballerinas. And she always wanted to be a ballerina and she went through a lot, you know, staying the course that she was rejected multiple times. And 
it was this one particular school she got accepted into. And because she auditioned, she actually made um, made a spot, you know, for, for a ballerina. But they actually do something that was really, really um, interesting. They asked her, this was during actually 1930s and 1930s. So they actually told her to paint her skin white and she refused. She said, no, I, I refuse to do it. You know, and she actually lost out of that particular school that she w went to. But I said, I would say that she kept the faith and she stayed the course and she, she continued to go on forth with it. You know, she didn't uh, allow it this to dissuade her in any type of way. And then um, it didn't, she didn't allow it to, how can I say, intimidate her or, or not continue to pursue it. But she stayed the course and she kept the faith and she became, you know, one of the greatest uh, black ballerinas of all time. You know, so that's perseverance. So we always want to persevere, you know, in our walk. We want to stay the course and we don't uh, want to be sidetracked. Hmm. Yeah. So perseverance. And the last one is positioning. This is a very interesting one. Um, one thing I never knew was a lot of famous football players like wide receivers like Lynn Swan and... Uh, I think Randy Moss, um, they all took ball ballet. Um, and the reason why they took it so they can learn how to position themselves when they are running to the end zone to catch the football. Um, so, you know, because you have to discipline yourself, you know, with your leg work and your footwork and so forth. So they, you know, when they were running to the end zone, they were running towards the, the sideline, the goal line, they would position their feet inside so they can catch the ball to score a touchdown. So positioning, we want to put ourselves in a, in a position to hear the word of God. We want to put ourselves in a position to receive from God, you know? So you always want to position yourself. Now, um, you know, going to church, you know, when church is open, you know, you're putting yourself in a position to hear the word of God. You know, going, doing good news club, you know, after school, you know, you, you get your academic knowledge and you get your spiritual discipline and your spiritual knowledge and reading the word of God. So positioning yourself, putting yourself in a position, you know, I don't want to, you know, follow a person into a bar so I can um, try to win him, you know, and go inside of a bar. No, it's not positioning myself. That's not putting myself in a good position. It's, it's putting myself in a position to actually be attacked and sidetracked by the enemy. So I want to position myself, you know, to receive God's word, you know, like my favorite sport is baseball. I always played baseball even growing up and even in college. You know, and, and I remember, you know, going out to catch a ball, whether it's an outfield, I always, you know, the ball was in the air and I would run, you know, and even though the sun may be in my eyes, but I would run and I would make sure I would get there to a, a certain spot. So when the ball comes, I can catch the ball, you know, and I can score it out. So putting yourself in a position to receive, putting yourself in a position to receive the word of God. You know, even coming here, I'm putting myself in a position to hear God's word. I'm putting myself in a position to be susceptible to hear God's word so that way I can grow in my spirituality and my spiritual faith. Amen. Wow. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, you gave a lot of great points there. I, I got to be honest, mm -hmm. when I was kind of joking about the ballerina, mm -hmm. you know, thinking of a delicate thing, you know, mm -hmm. there she is prancing around. But you brought a fantastic perspective that these gymnasts and the ballerinas and these, they have to go through ex extreme training mm -hmm. because to do what they're doing uh, is uh, is very difficult without 
you know, preparation without training. Now, mm-hmm. AJ, these were great points. Patience, balance, discipline, perseverance, and posis- positioning. And, you know, um, it was very interesting. You mentioned one gymnast that they, she was asked to paint her skin white. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she would be more acceptable and all that. That's, exactly. that yes. is, mm-hmm. that's tragic. Yes, Jenny Collins, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in a world today that unfortunately walks by sight. Mm-hmm. But in the kingdom of God, we see that our training is uh, really seen in First Corinthians chapter nine. Here, as Paul was saying, that we're in a race and mm-hmm. uh, we're in a warfare. Um, one writer says we get off the merry-go-round and really enter the uh, into you know enter the war. Uh, mm-hmm. But he writes this, um, you know, for the gospel's sake, in verse twenty-three that I might be a partaker of this with you. Know you not that that which runs, runs the race, but one receives the prize, so run to obtain it. Every mm-hmm. man that strives, mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Therefore, mm-hmm. so run, not as uncertainly, so I fight not as one that beats the air, but I keep my body and bring it under subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself am a castaway. Now, mm. you actually gave some really great names there. You didn't mention Mike Tyson. Tyson uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I recently watched a little bit of Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. That guy was a wrecking ball, wasn't yes, he? he? He was. He was. He was. He was brutal. He really was. And he showed no mercy in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He even bit. Holyfield's ear, I think, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you can do a street fighting. You can kind of bend the rules. But but Paul said, if I glorify God and I press towards the mark of the high calling, mm-hmm. um, then there's training, there's overcoming, there's a, uh, a real hitting of the target. You know, mm-hmm. I remember in the Ukraine, there were these two Ukrainian boxers, the Klitschko brothers. I remember, yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. dominated the boxing world. Vitaly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Vitaly and uh, I think y- y- uh, Yuri, I think was the Yuri, other. Yuri, I think it's Yuri. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They dominated the uh, the European theater for many years, and these guys had mm-hmm. strengths. And you know, you think about boxing as a mindless sport, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. There's deflection. There's there's speed. There's like you said. There's balance. Like, mm-hmm. just talk about balance for a minute. As a, as a young man mm-hmm. with a family working hard, how are some ways that you keep balance? Because mm-hmm. isn't it true sometimes the things of God or going to church or mm-hmm. exercising our spiritual gifts that can kind of drift towards the bottom mm-hmm. of our priority list? How do you stay balanced? Um, now I know you can't do a split or anything, can you? No, <laughs> no, no. No matter how many times I try to do a split, maybe a cartwheel, but you know, <laughs> oh, but a, but a split is totally out of it. Yeah, I can't even stretch up my legs that far. But, <laughs> but you know, I used to, I used to struggle with that for quite some time, balancing. You know, um, when you work full time, you know, and you have to be full time, you know, come home to be a full time husband and full time, you know, dad. It could be quite overwhelming, just being honest. You know, just doing all that. But I learned that. Find time for God, you know, is, is, is very important because how can I be a, a husband to my wife, you know, and how can I be fair to my child if I'm not actually spending time with God? Because I have to receive from God in order to pour, it's just like the well, you know, if a well is dry, you know, you need rain to come into the well, 
you know, so that way other people who come to the well, they can be able to withdraw from the well. But if not, if there's no rain, there's no water in the well, you can't withdraw anything from it. So same thing as a, as a husband, how can I, you know, be an effective husband? How can I pour out mercy or grace to my wife if I'm not actually receiving God's word? So how do I do that? It's, it's very important. Like, even when I'm at work, I find time to meditate on, you know, and pray and talk to God. You don't necessarily have to be on your knees. Of course, you know, you, you, know, you want to pray to God and it's always nice to get on your knees and pray to God. But if you don't have that time to, you still meditate on God's word, you know, like getting up early in the morning, sometimes getting up, getting up an hour beforehand and spending that quiet time with God early in the morning is, is what I do, you know, and I, and I pray and I read God's word and I get that daily dosage to encourage me and edify me throughout the day. So that way I can pour out, you know, for my wife and for my daughter. No, that that's a that's a very good point because practically speaking, um, you know, the priority management is how we really manage our time, right? It's it's uh, you know, let me just bring up a maybe a secular point here, but I mm-hmm. think it it applies. Uh, Kiyosaki um, was a man that wrote "Rich Dad Poor Dad," mm-hmm. and one of his greatest principle was how to save money. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the time management. It's like, oh, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. And and I, I got all this stuff to do. And we're always crowding in things. But, but in light of this Kiyosaki comment, he wrote, if you're going to save money, you have to pay yourself first and then address everything else afterwards. Like have a percentage that you save for yourself first and then pay your bills. Mm-hmm. And of course, just like as a believer, we tithe first. Absolutely. And then God am- amazingly stretches everything that we have. But it's the same thing with balance. Like, I love what you said. You're like, we put God first mm-hmm. and then we have time for everything else. It's, it's like that principle of the canister. You put the large rocks in first mm-hmm. and then the smaller rocks and mm-hmm. then the sand in last that fills up all the voids. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do it the other way around... You put the small and the sand and the large. There's not enough room for the large rocks signifying Christ. Absolutely. So, you know, just like a boxer, he is uh, mastering the basics. He's mastering his balance. How about martial arts positioning? That's Mm -hmm. a big one, right? That's a big one. Like Mm -hmm. um, you want to comment a little bit about how we stand and how we how we are. Uh, our stance is mm. it determines our striking power. Anything you want to say about that? I mean, there's a lot to well, say. Martial arts. Yeah. Um, it's looking at Bruce Lee. You know, he's he was like a master, massively skilled in martial arts. You know, and I looked at him uh, when he's when he fought. He always bounced. You know, and he always like bounced on like the tip of his toes. And I guess he did that so he could be light on his feet. You know, so that was his stance. You know, he was always light on your feet. So, you know, he didn't want to put too much weight or too much pressure because I guess that would make him slow to react as far as, you know, striking his opponent. But he was always light, you know, on his feet. You know, he always bounced on his toes. So, you know, that was his particular stance. And that was his take on, you know, fighting in martial arts. So I thought that was very, you know, Mm. keen observation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about boxing, I mean, again, you know, you're anticipating the strike zone or you're defining the strike zone. You're identifying where the your opponent's going to strike. You're not underestimating your opponent. That's mm-hmm. another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, also this, what do you think about this? Like I think of this often um, when you're fighting, you know, how sometimes they get tired and they hug each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to kind of rejuvenate a little bit. But, mm-hmm. 
you know, when we're in the battle, when we lean into the Lord, Mm -hmm. there's less of a striking, a strike zone for the enemy. Mm Because when you, when you're standing up Mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you're face, you're facing off your enemy, Mm -hmm. it's easy to be in that strike zone where the the punch comes in and there's the forearm, there's the tricep and the shoulder and, Mm -hmm. and the lats that, you have full 110% striking power mm-hmm. if you're standing up facing off your opponent. But when you lean in, mm-hmm. you're reducing that strike zone. So maybe they only can use the forearm and their elbow and a little bit of their tricep. Mm-hmm. But it almost reduces the strike zone by, by 50%. And I think what, what an analogy that when we lean into Jesus, that mm-hmm. we have less of, of a strike from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. These are such important days to be in your hiding place, right? Mm-hmm. In Christ. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Psalm 32, 7 talks about that. And Proverbs 18, 10, that he is our hiding place. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really having that fortification. Now, I just love these words, patience. You you know, you quoted in patience, possessing your soul. Now, none of us have patience, right? Right. We really don't. Yeah, just drive up 95, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. You see it all the time. People <laughs> honking and yelling out the window and cussing at each other. No one wants to wait, you know. And um, Or hurry up and okay, wait. Or, or, right, exactly. <laughs> hurry up. Hurry up. You know, you see cars, you know, they, they honk at other cars and they just, just to scoot around them. And then you still have to wait in line anyway. So yeah. they're still not going anywhere. So we do live in a very, you know, impatient, you know, society. And um we uh, live in uh, instant gratification. That's what we want, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when going to the store or buying, you know, microwave food, because I mean, we don't want to cook. Instant gratification, it takes too long to cook, you know. So we, we need to be settled into here and now, you know, so. Yeah, yeah and that food that we're microwaving, God knows what that is, you know, mm-hmm. plastic, <laughs> plastic <Exactly>. food. <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we can honestly say nobody has the patience to wait. Nobody possesses patience the way we need it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what a joy to say, Lord, I'm impatient, but you're the God of all patience. Mm-hmm. Lord, I am, uh, I have unrest, but you're the God of all rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, God... I am out of balance, mm-hmm. but you are the just balance um, mm-hmm. in Proverbs 14 and 15. Um, it's so good to kind of recognize our limitations, mm-hmm. but it's also uh, very important to say, okay, God, I'm trusting you. I'm going to lean on you. Just mm-hmm. like just like a gymnast. Who is that young lady from Texas that won all those gold medals the last uh, – the last um, – Was it Gabby? Yes, yes. Boy, you got all the names. You're like a sportscaster (laughs) over here. So she even trained with a broken ankle. She kept Mm -hmm. going. Perseverance, yeah. Perseverance. Absolutely. So, and Gabby's story is incredible, if if anyone knows it. Um, But just to say, she is super gifted, just like Michael Phelps with um, swimming. Yes, 22 gold medals, I believe. So it's like, like, okay, I I know my weakness, but... I'm going to channel that in a place where in my weakness, God's strength can be perfect, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Reminds me of the scripture, you know, you know, his grace is sufficient for us. And his strength is made perfect through all weakness. So, you know, we, we want to get to that point where we just actually deny ourselves. Because a lot of times when we're being mindful of ourselves, you know, we're taking our mind off God. We're not being God conscious. So I want to be 
God conscious and not be self conscious. Because when I'm self conscious, I get in my emotions. You know, I go, oh, I'm hurt, I'm in pain, and so forth. But you know, like Gabby, you know, she she focused on the actual prize. You know, she knew she could win, so she focused on the prize. So she got her mind off of herself because she knew if she stayed cognizant of what's going on, you know, with you know her body, it will only slow her down. You know, and then you, at that point, you basically defeat yourself. So being mm. God conscious, you know, and uh, I'm going to keep my mind on the Lord, you know, and, and on his principle and read his word and study, you know, and be God conscious and know what he says about me, knowing that he says I already have a victory. Excellent. Victory in him. Excellent. So my mind wow. Myself. You just said something key. May we close within the next few minutes here mm-hmm. is that we can defeat ourselves in our minds, right? Absolutely. And how focus, concentration, rest, uh, imagining yourself actually doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, these are very healthy uh, practices to kind of looking beyond where the, uh, where the obstacle may be. Because mm-hmm. the greatest obstacle in our life, I believe, is our self. Mm-hmm. We're self-defeatists, like a runner, right? Yeah, Absolutely. He's got to take his eye off the person he's running against, and he's got to look at the prize. Absolutely. Hey, AJ, it's been awesome having you today. These were some excellent points. And, um, you know, today we could say, are we a boxer or a ballerina or both? both? (laughs) Right. I didn't know that about football players, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Randy Moss and Lynn Swan, Herschel Walker, they all took ballet. Just without the tutu, right? Right. As well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but but take oh, that's a bad visual. Okay. <laughs> it's o- terrible. <laughs> honestly, honestly, t- taking like poise, right? That's another piece. I think we've given like patience, yeah, balance, uh, perseverance, positioning, pressing, and now poise. Yeah. Wow. A lot of P's. That's that's awesome. I like that one. Yeah, poise. Hey, this was memorable, yes. uh, AJ. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, thank you for allowing me. I had a great time. You know, just to break bread with you. It's uh, awesome. Anytime. It's my pleasure. All right. We're going to have you back real soon. Absolutely. Keep up those moves. Yes, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Welcome.